Do you want to empower families and young people in your community? Then take the time to make a tax-deductible contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. The Coach Tate Foundation is dedicated to helping young people and their families in learning and passing on the kinds of life skills that we all need to succeed. All too often, we hear about kids and their families having encountered life's difficulties that could have been easily avoided by knowing better decision-making skills. From anger management to money management to something as simple as learning to manage how we spend our time or how we use our job skills. Make a donation to the Coach Tate Fund. It'll help kids who need help and their families too. Make your contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. Get details at www.coachtatefoundation.com. And oh, by the way, thank you. The words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Good morning. It's family time. And welcome back to Empower Family Radio Broadcast and Podcast. Today's topic is the process, our pathway forward as we celebrate her story within his story. Biblical Women of Noble Character, the NIV Bible, Submittal, The Process and the Process. There are times when God puts things in our hearts, like dreams, aspirations, and goals, and he gives them to us right away. There are other times, and this seems to be the majority, when God puts things in our hearts and then makes us wait. Often, we can wonder what God is doing. We can begin to ask, did I really hear from God? Or perhaps the biggest question we ask is, God, what is taking you so long? I have found that during those times of waiting, God prepares us for his promise. During our waiting, he teaches us things. He grows our character, our faith, and our ability to do what we feel called to do. God takes us through a process. Let me say that again. God takes us through a process. The question is, will you trust the process? Today, We're going to take a look at the lives of two extraordinary women of faith who trusted the process and were used by God to help change the course of history. Huldah, the prophetess who changed a nation. Her name was Huldah, H-U-L-D-A-H, the prophetess who changed a nation. Huldah played a significant part in the history of Israel, although she appeared only once on the stage of the nation's history. In Jerusalem, King Josiah of Judah initiated renewed interest in the book of the law, and Hulda participated in the subsequent spiritual revival. 
Now, both Jeremiah and Zephaniah were active as prophets during this time. Yet, it was Huldah who was consulted when the king instructed the priests to, quote, inquire of the Lord, unquote. As to the meaning of the scroll, the book of the law that had been found during the work of restoration and cleaning of the temple. God used Hoda to bear testimony and deliver a message from him to the high priest and to the king, 2 Kings 22, 14 through 20. The regard for Hoda's own integrity and authority as a woman of God made her validation of the recently discovered book of the law all that was required for immediate action on the part of the king. Her message was not her own, but from the Lord. The fact that the phrase, quote, this is what the Lord says, unquote, is repeated three times in her short prophecy, emphasizes that Hosea understood her responsibility and opportunity to be a channel through whom God delivered his word, 2 Corinthians 22, 15 through 17 and 19. The results of the process, the process for others, all the reforms set forth by King Josiah were based on the word of God as given to this woman, Holda. Holda was apparently so well known as a woman of God and so highly trusted with regard to her understanding of God's law that for a time, her nation's whole religious consciousness and practice was reignited in faithfulness to God. Holda, a deeply devout woman, made her God-given spiritual gifts available to God. And she was obedient and faithful to deliver the word from God to her people. Amen. Now, listeners, let's take a quick commercial break. And when we return, we'll learn about Rahab. Stay tuned. Empower your family with the dynamic new book by Francina Halrus, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Halrus is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families. But that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll find your copy of Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are at Amazon and at Better Bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Hulrus. Welcome back, listeners. Now, let's take a note-take on Rahab, the process for Rahab. Rahab was a discerning deliverer. Rahab was an intelligent woman who showed remarkable wit and knowledge. 
Although not an Israelite, she showed great understanding of the recent history of Israel. She was aware of what God was doing for the Israelites when they approached her country and, in fact, seemed more aware of God's intervention for Israel than Israel was. Notice the similarity of her words in Joshua 2, 9-11, with Joshua 1, 2, 11, and 13. She was also a woman of great courage. Rahab obtained an agreement for protection from the spies, hid them, and outsmarted her own people when they came looking for them. Once she made her decision, there was no turning back. Siding with the Israelites was treason, punishable by death, not only for herself, but also for all her family. Finally, Rahab was a woman with spiritual insight. She recognized the disparity between Israel's God and the gods she and her people served. Israel's God was supreme. He did not share the rule in the heavens and the earth the way their gods reportedly did, Joshua 2.11. Rahab's initial confession of faith is seen in the use of the name Yahweh. Without any support or input from her world or Israel's, she claimed the covenant name God gave to Moses when the Israelites first left Egypt. Exodus 3.14. Then again, without any encouragement from others, she acted on her commitment by hiding those spies. This kind of faith was not often seen in God's people in the Old Testament, let alone from a Gentile harlot. Rahab is a model for making the right decisions and standing firm, women, even when it means going against your own peers. Let me say that again. Rahab is a role model for making the right decisions and standing firm even when it means going against your own peers. No wonder God wanted to honor her faith and courage by placing such a woman in the line of the Messiah. Boaz, one of the most gentle and godly men in the Old Testament, was her offspring. See Matthew 1, 5 and the book of Ruth. God honored Rahab's faith and courage by placing her in the lineage, not only of Israel's great King David, Matthew 1, 16, but also of Jesus, the King of Kings, Matthew 1, 1. Listeners, these stories of faith and leadership can speak to us today. Be encouraged through the life stories of these godly women as you seek to lead in the areas of influence that God has placed you in. Amen. Now, listeners, let's take another quick commercial break, and when we return, we'll learn more from my talk with Demetrius and his interview of me on the process for nuclear national security. We'll be right back. To everybody that enjoyed this podcast, order your book today. It's called Secrets and Protection Strategies for National Security by Francina Hollers. 
the book comes in two forms, a soft cover, and you can also download the Audible so you can listen to it at any time of the day. Make sure you go to Amazon.com and order today. This is a must for everybody. Uh, good morning, Francina. How are you doing today? Good morning, Demetrius. Doing fabulous. Hope you are. Oh, yes. I'm so excited about this topic today. It's actually on the process of how things are done and how you've done things uh, in the security arena. Uh, people are asking a lot of questions like, how do you do things? What made you decide to do the security uh, industry? How is it done, actually? So people want to kind of know um, your process of how you uh, entered the security arena and what you're doing now yes thank you demetrius for that question that question keeps coming up i wonder why you know the process is is certainly an intriguing part of our life but if we think about it demetrius life our life is a process or a process as some say but for me in security and nuclear security and national security of nuclear power plants uh, it, there, there's automatically a process. People think that, you know, um, when you achieve in life and they see the end result, the outcome, which is often very successful, they forget about the process that it took to get that person to where they had to be. So my uh, journey on the security path started again in, 19, in uh, 2002, right after 9-11, when the Twin Towers went down. And I was immediately embarked in a process for securing our nation's critical infrastructure of nuclear security. And that process, Demetrius, is very detailed, but for some, one key component that I'll, I'll share three today on this process of security is uh, it's learning. My process, as soon as I sign the contract to protect these nuclear power plants, is people. So there's a people process, and there's a paper process, and there's a legal process. You have to understand the law. Uh, and, and as you know, in nuclear security and in, in, in securing anything, uh, people, places, and things, it's situational based, and every situation has a process. And uh, we have been uh, trained well in the process of achievement. Hmm. That's quite interesting because, you know, right now we're at war all over the world. You know, Russia uh, evading Ukraine and America involvement with all these countries and trying to secure things. And people are asking a lot of questions. Okay, if Russia's fighting over Ukraine, why are we over there? Can you explain what is going on? Because a lot of people don't know what's going on. Well, you know, again, as I said on our last broadcast, Demetrius, and to the listeners, you know, this is a this is a fight that we can't uh, participate in. This is beyond regular, everyday citizens. And there are about 340 or 400 million of us here in America, uh, the last census count that uh, we had. And Russia is about 143 million people, population over there. Not sure Ukraine is a little smaller. So uh, as I said last week, this has been going on for centuries, centuries between uh, uh, those countries. And, and, and our involvement has not been a decision that we have made uh, as citizens today. So the short answer to that question, Demetrius, uh, is, again, we must pay attention and be prepared. And the best way we can be prepared is through our own process of protection and securing our people, our loved ones, our places, 
and our things. Where we are in little old North Carolina, Florida, wherever you are, prepare for the worst. Now, um, a lot of people um, are asking a lot of questions about food rising because of this war, gas prices going up because of this war. People want to know how long is this war going to last? What's going on? You know, we, you know, people look at the the news. They listen to the radio. That's all the internet. That's all they really get is media, radio, news. But do you have any type of idea of like how the gas prices are skyrocketing? What's going on with all this stuff? People are worried about it. You know, some of the shelves at the at the grocery store are empty because of this war. You know, just about a month ago, two months, you know, a little bit over a month ago. Things were different. Gas has gone skyrocketing just in a little period of time. I mean, this is the beginning. How long is this going to end? Or how long is this going to go on for? And when is it going to end? People want to know some. People want to know um, answers. Well, uh, the, the short answer to that, Demetrius, is we have to start with ourselves. We have to look in the mirror. And, you know, my uh, security theme is we have to look inside ourselves. We create what we are and who we are in our own environments regarding security and protection and safety. Now, this wall that's going on right now, there's more. This is not going to be the, this is not the first wall, and it's not going to be the second wall. And as a result of these things happening that are very unpleasant uh, to, uh, to the majority, but they're pleasant to some because there's a lot of profit, uh, uh, profiteering when there's wall. So you follow the money, and you'll see who the beneficiaries are of war as we know it today. So we have to understand this is a process of life. We have hate. We have love. We have war. We have peace. It's the process, and we get to choose, which is the good thing, is we get to choose life or death. And when it's security and safety and protection, we have to look inside ourselves because the wall starts inside a human individual, and then it manifests, and it's a process to get that done. This didn't just start last night. This is a process that started years ago, Demetrius, with Russia, Iran, over oil and gas and diamonds and gold. And the gas prices that we see, uh, the food prices, are just a result of profiteering yes. on war and famine. You know, I like to say and so we um, just have to be prepared. Oh, excuse me about that. I was just going to say I like to add something that um, education is so powerful. And at this time, this nuclear pro academy that you created is so powerful and so um, uh, needed. Can you explain a little bit to the listeners? and followers about the Nuclear Pro Academy, uh, the education part? Yes, the Nuclear Protection Academy is a result of the request of the needs of the people for the 21st century in protecting our nuclear power plants. And it's a collaboration with my colleagues uh, globally, uh, nationally, locally, uh, who have uh, are legends in nuclear security, some of the brightest, and we have... Uh, coined this uh, academy that's industry specific, but it's been cleaned up where we can pipeline the next generation of workforce in cyber security and drone security and maritime security, which you see right now as we speak today, Demetrius, and I spoke about this 
eight years ago in Texas is the uh, the cyber hack, and I believe uh, we're testing now a potential hack on a pharmaceutical company from Russia is what the news says. So we have to begin to educate immediately, and we will, and we are uh, rolling this out to the public soon, Nuclear Protection Academy. It covers safety, security, and protection for our people, our places, and our things right where we are in our local communities. Now, can anybody sign up for this Nuclear Protection Academy, or do you have to have some type of security background or um, what's the, actually the process of uh, going into the, the Nuclear Protection Academy system? Um, well, there, there's a process, and typically it's with your incumbent nuclear security uh, personnel that are existing in the, in the uh, utilities today that are seeking upgrades. So that's one population there that will be contracted with the corporations themselves or the uti- utilities. And secondly, it is a population of crossover uh, training and education. Someone may be, as you know, in law enforcement or highway patrol or military and to have a background in this area and want to focus on nuclear security, particularly nuclear power plants and uh, the environment of land, air, and water and uh, what tools are going to be necessary in our workforce in this century uh, almost immediately uh, to begin to deter and detect and protect our citizens and our places and our things here in the United States of America. That is the, the, the core of this curriculum, and it is a process, Demetrius, and I'll share this real quickly about uh, once you get in the process, it's pretty detailed and it's focused on individual and an understanding of what you're protecting and what you're not protecting. And so the process of being fit for duty is also a mind, body, soul, and spirit process. When you're protecting critical assets at critical infrastructures, an individual, human being, basically, either is operating a drone or robot, is behind the technology to play offense or defense. So we're training both sides to provide a solution and innovation for the next generation. And so we're excited about that aspect of there is a bright side to all of this. Now, where is a security headed right now um, with everything kind of going on, the security part of everything? Can you explain a little bit to the listeners and followers um, the process of security, kind of where it's headed the next few years and so forth? You know, that's a, um, uh, a question I, I, I really can't predict, but only thing I can suggest is uh, preparation of our individual mental capacities, our mental processes, and our physical processes. What are we feeding our bodies, our environment, and our, our soul and our spirit? That's where security and safety and protection starts within each individual. It's not on the outside. It's on the inside of the individual, the human being. And then it begins to take on an internal process that becomes very forceful, and it manifests into the external environment. So I would say, number one, the first thing is to prepare yourself in your own safety, security, and protection. And then what manifests on the outside would either be more destruction and war 
or to be more healing and economic growth and and community development uh, for the next generation. Well, I'll tell you what, this has been a great topic, a, a great conversation. We're kind of running out of time here. But if you'd like to actually uh, reach Francina, you can go to www.phrantcena.com, francina.com. You can also go to Coach Tate Foundation, which is Coach Tate, T-A-T-E, foundation.com, and donate. That's how we stay on the air. And we are so excited to actually have Francina with the knowledge to give all our followers and listeners the education and the the information that is needed. But if you want to wrap this up, Francine, add one more thing before we end, and it's been a great conversation. Well, thank you so much, Demetrius. It's always a pleasure, and I look forward to the next two weeks to roll more information out for our listeners. But I'd like to close on these two last points when we're talking about the process uh, uh, for achievement in our in our society and insecurity, particularly those out there in the profession, law enforcement, is we must, my process involved a, com, a continuous improvement process. You always have to continuously improve your process. One, mm-hmm. and some folks are stuck in process in the process, and while the enemy is, is moving ahead and, and promising on their process. So that is a, a, a number two tenet, continuous improvement process. Always improve your process. And number two is oversight management. You must have someone that's checking the checkout. So oversight management, having someone look over every detail of your process. And thank you again for this time. Oh, thanks so much. And we'll talk next week. You Everybody have a great day. Where you are right now is not where you will always be. Essentially, be patient. Listeners, you may be in a season of waiting. Maybe you have been waiting for a long time, and you are starting to wonder if God will ever bring about his promise. The fact is, you can trust the process. Let your faith be strengthened. Know that God is preparing you today for what he wants to do through you In the future, he's teaching you to trust him, to be bold in your faith. He's growing your character, and he's fine-tuning your gift. Trust him. The process is bringing about his promise. Listeners, homework, what does your process look like? What does your process sound like? What does it smell like, taste like, feel like? And what does your process sense like? Are you paying attention? Are you ready, prepared to lead by example today? How can you lead others if you cannot lead yourself? Amen. Our closing poem is entitled, Trust the Process, Know Thyself. Trust the process, know thyself. Plan accordingly. Plan appropriately. Keep moving toward its end. Fail forward if you have to. Keep trying. Effort in the end will be rewarded. It's a gift upon itself. Experience can be bitter, but it's of great value. No shortcuts, no cart before the horse. Such things lead to a rocky foundation. Follow the overarching vision. Goals and achievements, accountability is a given. Be kind, be good, 
Be you. Provide value. Be ruthless when you should. Empathy everywhere else. Never stop giving, feeling, reasoning, imagining. That's what makes you human. Stand by those you love. Stand by your friends. They should be one and the same. Seek help when needed. Don't be led by hubris. Know that you know nothing by still and but still can understand what can be done here. Trust the process. Trust the process. It will happen or it will not. Either way, you've got to give it all you got. Trust the process and know thyself. Brennan Baker, amen.